Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Massacre, or The Massacre of St. Bartholomew's Eve. Nice. But first, let's get to this whiskey of the week. And while we do that, we'll also celebrate our first birthday. Happy birthday to us. Thanks for hanging around for a year, y'all. Let's drink. Let's do it. This week, we are drinking Treaty Oak Red-Handed Bourbon Whiskey uh, to celebrate our first birthday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this was actually a gift, so I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you. This is out of Dripping Springs here in Texas, so field trip again. Nice. Nice. Where is Dipping Springs? Dripping Springs. Dripping. (laughs) Dripping Springs. (laughs) We're going to take a dip in that spring. But yeah, where it's in Texas, but it is in Texas. Uh, I feel like it's like an uh, like the Austin area, Hill Country, Hill it's... Country, more San Antonio, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's look it up. Let's find out. Maybe we just won't guess. I have a computer. <laughs> you know, we have Google. Yeah. <laughs> now, the only thing about this one is it was distilled outside of Texas. It's just bottled here. Mm. So it is Kentucky and Virginia. OK, but it's bottled here, you know. We'll make an exception. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Do, us. do what I want. Do we want as a birthday? <laughs> Dripping Springs does a lot. I think one of the I think one of the beers we had last week was from Dripping Springs. The water was filtered from Dripping Springs. Maybe. I don't know. They use that that's the water that they use to do whatever it is they do to beer. That's <laughs> 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 so dumb. It's just outside Austin. Okay. Yeah. See, I, feel, I was like, it's it smells like it's somewhere in that mm. area. Yeah. So this one is just bottled here, but because it's in Dripping Springs, but it's from Treaty Oak Distilling. Mm. So there it is. That's why I couldn't find it because I was looking at the wrong. Because there is a Dripping Springs Distilling, mm. but this. Is Treaty Oak Distilling gotcha. from Dripping Springs. Gotcha. And it, but it does use limestone filtered water from Dripping Springs, Texas. I told, so it does see, have a little bit of Texas. See, so my sentence yeah, made you were sense. Right. You were right. <laughs> I mean, that's what it always is, right? The water did what it does. Yeah. So uh, crack it open, pop it open. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, us. Us. This is crazy. A year. A year. And we got a lot done. You know what? Go us. Cheers. Mm -mm -mm. Smells nice. Ooh, it smells easy. Mm -hmm. It's not like burning my brain at all. No. My nostrils are intact. My hairs are here. That's a very smooth aroma. Smells promising. It does. You know? Hopefully it's not a Decepticon. Oh, please don't. (laughs) 
Well, it has a bite. It does. Yep. You know, it's a two-parter too because it's like the initial. It definitely mm-hmm. opened up my nostrils. Like a I was little, like, "Whoa, yeah. that is air!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are fumes. Yeah. And then when I ingested it, that was another burn. It's like, oh, it's landing yeah. on my tongue. But as it goes down, it's not that bad. I think it's like a fr- it's front-loaded pain. It's front-loaded pain. <laughs> I am not mad at that. It's like ripping off the Band-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we're going to have to rip it off every time. Because we we're sipping. We yeah, I would say it doesn't actually have a great sippability factor. No, this is definitely one that you pour and enjoy like a night out or a night in with friends, mm. a loved one, family. This is a conversational whiskey, yeah. which I am so glad after last time that we're having a conversational whiskey. <laughs> Y'all, last time I got fucked up. Yeah. Do you want to try it on the rocks? Yeah, I do. Okay. I was just thinking the same thing. Because that might help. I feel like the last couple times we have just taken it neat, you know? So let's go back to our roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we have really been transitioning into more of neat drinkers. All right, let me just let this sit yeah. for a bit. Let it actually chill. Hmm. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Hello, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ice. <laughs> All right. So the ice didn't necessarily take away the bite. But it made the sip more sippable. It does. Absolutely. It cuts through that secondary burn that you feel when it touches your throat. Yeah, it's still... Yep. Uh-huh. You still taste whiskey, yeah. you know? You still know... We're drinking. Yeah. Uh, my hairs are standing up on my <laughs> 100%. We're drinking. Yeah. This is a... We're drinking and having a discussion. It also... So I grew up in South Carolina, but I did a lot of time in in Tennessee. So I really do appreciate the Appalachia vibes that I get out of it. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the shape of the bottle or whatever, but... Maybe the darkness of Well, the flavoring even is... Mm -hmm. It definitely reminds me of Appalachia, Mm -hmm. which is the part of the world part of the country i really grew up in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i consider myself a texan but that's really where i grew up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just makes me excited you know i love our texas whiskeys and i'm so happy to be on that journey but this makes me really excited to get over into kentucky because it's so good because it's what i would drink when i was younger <laughs> uh so what do you think about this one you know it's not bad it's not bad. I um, I feel like, like I said, if if I'm in the mood to have a glass of whiskey, but I don't, I I want to have one glass. Mm. This would be the whiskey that I pull out and serve myself and pour a glass because it is, like you said before, it it, it has like this holistic taste of what I feel like a whiskey is, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, um, 
it's just enough like the the bite is just enough to make me want to pause a little bit in between mm-hmm. forget about how <laughs> bitey it was how spicy it was and then come back yeah. you know and then just start the cycle over again yeah yeah i get that so uh what do you rank it hmm. i would say a 7.5 hmm. a 7.5 uh because it is sippable with the ice in it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, it's not like other ones that we've had before. I definitely like this a little bit more than other ones. Mm. But yeah, the sippability is an important factor. Mm-hmm. And, and this one is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. sippable is with the ice cube. Yeah. Right? I had given, I gave it the exact same score Mm -hmm. Uh, because although I like some of the base flavors that we're getting in it Mm -hmm. and the nostalgia kick it gives me is really nice, Mm -hmm. but I don't actually like it that much. (laughs) (laughs) Like thinking with you saying like I would pour this for myself and thinking, would I pour this for myself? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. If... People are over, and it's like, it's a good one. I would pour it when people are over, probably, Mm -hmm. but where I'm not trying to drink my, I need it for me stash, or or I want it for, I don't know, all that sounded really intense. (laughs) Um, But you know, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's a seven and a half. Yeah. I feel like if- Seven and a half. Who am I? 7.5. 7.5, yeah. If folks like- that's what you like yeah. about whiskey is more of that sharp, you know, like slap on the taste yeah. buds. This is definitely it. You yeah. Know? I think we've had other ones that had um, a better flavor mm-hmm. to me or that were just more complex. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like we've had ones that have this kind of bite before, but they were just more exciting. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. It's a good one. I like it. I imagine it would be a good one for um, cocktails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Where yeah. if you're looking for like a bite, but not the addition of too many flavors to the base. Like I mm-hmm. think this, I think the flavoring in this could be overpowered really mm-hmm. easily where all you have is the whiskey kick. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad though. Not bad. Seven and a half. Not bad. It's chill. Yeah, it's good. It'll probably disappear pretty soon. Yeah. I'll drink it. I'll drink it. Yeah. De- it's not like the other one that's, the one where we I don't couldn't know what we're gonna tell. Do. I don't know what we're going to do about that one. We're not going to try that ever. Again. We are. We have to for the season two recap. Let's just say no. <laughs> do we really want to put ourselves to You hear that, that kids? Just time. saying no. <laughs> All right. So you ranked it a seven and a half. I ranked it a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice to drink as we talk about the episode. Yeah. Let's get to Doctor Who. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this week we are discussing the massacre. It is also known as the massacre of St. Bartholomew's Eve. And it ran from the 5th of February to the 26th of February. And in my notes of things that happened this week, I just said, um, death. Yeah. You know, people were born, people died. Mm -hmm. You know, some stuff happened. There's like escalating global tensions. There's some coups. You know, a lot of stuff happened, but nothing that struck me as like, oh, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Now, this story was written by John Lucarati and Donald Tosh and directed by Patty Russell. Do any of those names sound familiar? Mm-mm. Awesome. So, <laughs> John Lucarati wrote The Aztecs and Marco Polo. Oh, great. So, super problematic. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there's definitely, he has an MO. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it feels on brand, right? <laughs> right? You can see where this is a part of the pack. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about this is that it's also listed as being written by Donald Tosh. So John Lucarati had actually written the first two, but had had a contract for three stories. Mm. But then he moved to the Mediterranean, mm. which I do not blame you. Yeah. I would love Let's to move to it. the Mediterranean. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Olives all day. <laughs> <laughs> so he moved and he, so it becomes difficult to be in communication with him. There's mm-hmm. no internet yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he wants to write a story about Vikings and the BBC is like, but it would have to take place only on a boat for this story to work. <laughs> budget, and honestly, let's look at how all of these episodes have been structured so far, which is there's not one set. Mm-hmm. There are many sets, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many cheap sets, mm-hmm. but many different sets. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't just, so it just wasn't going to work what he wanted to do at the time. Mm-hmm. So he ended up writing this story. Mm-hmm. And by what I mean by he wrote this story is same, technically the same subject matter, mm-hmm. but that's it. It was so mm, unintelligible or bad, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. that Donald Tosh basically rewrote it. And okay. so the whole story is very different. So if you get, there's a novelization version mm-hmm. of the story. And if you get that, it's John Lucarati's original story. Mm. But this was completely different. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's why Donald Tosh gets the Depend writing it. episode. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this, the playlist that I sent you, there's a, a couple of interviews at the end. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of them is Donald Tosh just reading John Lucarati the house down. Just, you know. Yeah. He was just like, he sent me this thing and it was absolute it was bullshit. garbage. The literal worst. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's, it was really funny. Now, the director's Patty Russell. Mm-hmm. Patty Russell was the first female floor manager and one of the first two female directors with the BBC. Mm, okay. And uh, she's not going to do a lot with Doctor Who, but she gets the credit for being the first woman director for doctor who nice. patty russell all gold right. star all right hey patty yeah now we're also seeing so uh donald tosh is a script editor right now so mm-hmm. that's why he was kind of working double time as that writer mm-hmm. and this is where we're going to see a shift of script editors from donald tosh to jerry davis so we have a new script editor a new okay. showrunner if you mm-hmm. will donald tosh has been our script editor since the time Ebler. Mm, okay Okay. So now we're going to have a little change. Yeah. Famous faces in the cast. Annette Robertson as Anne Chaplet mm-hmm. was married to John Hurt, who was Ollivander in Harry Potter mm. and a lot of other really important stuff, mm-hmm. but also plays a really big part when he's an old dude in New Who. Mm. Okay. So we'll see him in like 18 years. Okay. And 
Honestly, it's actually a pretty stacked cast. Everything I was reading was like, this is such an incredible cast. Everybody is so famous. Blah, 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 blah. They're so relevant to British television. Everything they'd been in, I would be so shocked if you'd ever heard of it. The only, like Quartermass? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nope. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't start watching British television until probably Luther. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Sweet summer child. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, but for like British television at the time, they were, people would have known who they were watching. Got it. It would okay. have been like us watching that episode just now. Yeah. With all just, the we knew. Yeah. In 20 years, nobody will know who those people mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. but it's super, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but it's super relevant right now. Yeah. If you know, right. Yeah. And we're going to see some of these faces back again. Like they definitely make appearances again, but small enough that. You know, I'll mention it at some point, like, oh, this guy was in Doctor Who before and reference this episode. Gotcha. First impressions. Well, I definitely fell asleep between like the second I'm, and the third. I am not surprised. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. Medieval times, you know. Medieval. Like, Bless you. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Oh, man. So medieval. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Um. Yeah, I was the Stephen Doctor adventure. I was like, are they really about to have a whole four episodes of just Stephen and Doctor together? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think either one of them would stand to be around each other for yeah. that exclusively. And they didn't. And they did it. Yeah, they did it. They Immediately, were, the yeah. doctor was like, can you fuck off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until Homegirl showed up. Then now, you know, Anne. Yeah. Um, you know, things got a little bit more interesting. But yeah, yeah I was low-key a little <laughs> concerned. <laughs> Especially because it's like, one of the first things he says is the doctor's like, oh, Stephen, like, you can't blend in yeah. here. Bless your heart. You know, you are going to get us fucking caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. And it was actually the doctor who got us caught. This one. Technically, because if I the know. doctor would have shown up. Yeah. Because Stephen stayed put, okay? That is the one thing. Stephen did what he was fucking told. Yeah, he fucking knew better because he's like, yeah, I won't fucking make yeah. it out here because I don't fucking know about you right. what's going on. You're yeah. right. So I'm just going to sit not mad. my ass right. over here, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and say dumb shit dumb while shit. we have a spy in yeah. our mists. But you know what? He People can't do know dumb that. shit every day. And he can't know that. Yeah. He doesn't even know what time he's in. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I... It's an interesting episode. I find it really fascinating. It's tough because it's all missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And we're going back to back with a, oh, the 12th harder. Yeah. This is just enough. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I still, I still miss Vicky. Yeah. I feel like she would have definitely had some great singers in there. Oh, man. This was this was an episode that she would have really shined in. Mm-hmm. And I could see what they were trying to do with Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at Anne yeah. at all. And I'm not really... I don't dislike this episode. I don't dislike the story. So, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited to see what the conversation ends up being for everything. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to learn more about the historical nature of it. Uh, because yeah. even when I was going through it, I was like, okay. Like, I, like we've discussed before i am not a french historian like that is not something i ever was exposed to like i yeah no, i french history and i nothing 
We don't, I don't know Zero. anything. Zero. Zilch. So in, in watching this episode, I was like, okay, it's a historical. Mm-hmm. And then I had to sit and parse through like what really happened and what it was you know where does the, the science fiction. fiction meet the yeah and fucking france has had a lot of goddamn massacres and a lot of yeah. fucking trifling ass people yeah. trying to kill it, each yeah. other so at one point i like confused and i was like looking up gaston and i was like okay like, <laughs> how, like much, how much did you love that there was a gaston character i was uh, like okay so i was really like looking it up and i was like oh well and I just landed. It's, it's a massacre. But then yeah. now, when you tell me the actual dates, it's like, oh, I was looking at a different date, like oh. the massacre in December. <laughs> oh, the December massacre. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> so massacre. So I was like, you know what? A lot of people died. So yeah. I was like, let me just wait till Diana fills us in, and we'll all be um, yeah. No, it's, surprised. That's totally fair. Yeah. So some people actually claim that this event is the origin of the word massacre as a thing. So it's a, and it's interesting because this is one of the f- pieces of the historicals where it was a thing that happened that wasn't well known. Yeah. So it was almost kind of the point. Yeah. So what was it like? Just another Saturday? Before, no, like- what, what they, what they showed was kind of what happened. Mm. It was, so you have the, we'll get into all that in the story. Oh no, I'm just saying yeah. what, what folks would call this. Like this massacre. massacre, just like, massacre. It's like you know, yeah. an average Saturday in a uh, fucking well, 16th this, century France. No, this one was specifically like the massacre of Saint Bartholomew's mm-hmm. Eve. That's like the long one. But if you like, refer, it's kind mm-hmm. of like for a while. If you just said the war, people mm-hmm. knew you were referring to World War One. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I mean, in the sense of like, what did they call massacres before? If this was the first one that they were like, oh, this is a massacre. I don't know if anything to this scale had really happened in human, like, really. This was a huge massacre. For days. Days. Thousands and thousands of people just slaughtered in Mm -hmm. this. The wood carvings that you see at the end of the episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are actually wood carvings of the massacre. Oh, wow. So it's, I mean, it's one of the more brutal moments mm-hmm. in at least in european history mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. well i won't say that of european violence on your other europeans <laughs> european on european violence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about it enough <clears throat> hashtag justice for europeans <laughs> no <laughs> justice for europeans no Oh, you're going to get us banned. Yeah, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So we'll get into kind of a lot of, uh, maybe some more of the historical when we get into the story and we're really getting into some Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So a brief synopsis. Cool. Our very teeny tiny teeny weeny TARDIS gang land in 1572 Paris and immediately... Our TARDIS couple. Our TARDIS couple. <laughs> our budding bromance. <laughs> land in 1572 Paris and immediately decide that this calls for the TARDIS wardrobe department. After a costume change, the doctor decides he knows people, pieces out for the duration of the story, and Stephen blunders his way through ignorance and blatant ineptitude. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Hartnell becomes an abbot and we meet Anne Chaplet as well as have a host of historical figures who are mostly slaughtered by the end, but never fear. Dodo is here. Oh, my God. 
pretty good one. That's a good one, right? Pretty good one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Made the episode sound a lot more interesting than it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> writing the synopsis has become <laughs> like a particular challenge for me every week. It's my creative writing for the week. I like it. So uh, let's get into TARDIS points. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer. Who's TARDIS here? Time and space, relative dimension, something. <laughs> Jen, we've literally, we've literally been doing this a year now. I don't know. Tardis dimension, time, time and space no, dimension. Terrifically. Oh no, no, I was actually like, oh, you want the, the real one? What the, the real, real one, one is? Yeah, we already know what the other okay. one is. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I need that. the real yeah, name. Yeah, but that's the name of our segment. Yeah, but what's the actual real name though? Time, time, and and space relative. Time and relative dimension. In space. Yes. But TARDIS points. Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I told nice. you. I told you. That's why I was like, Don't the TARDIS, yeah. the actual TARDIS is what I really need to learn. <laughs> the real one. The real one. <laughs> One day I'm gonna have to talk to other people, <laughs> right? And they're gonna be like, <laughs> "You know, you don't watch this show." You're, no, I don't. No, <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes that's fine. Sometimes. Yeah. Today so, was one of those days. Yeah. You know, I still, I can't, I can't blame you. It was a historical, and it was a lost episode. Yeah. And we all know how I feel about Stephen. But what we know, also, we know how you usually feel about him. But uh, how did you feel about the doctor? You know, I, I, I'm really starting not to mind the doctor. I'm like... It's because you have Stephen. This is true. I have someone else to hate. Um, <laughs> I don't think you ever hate... You did hate the doctor. You ran, You said the I, do, that, he that, was worse than the, the Daleks first, once. Yeah, the first... The, that first episode, I was I was like, who is this man? But now I'm just like, well, okay, you know, you, you'll pass because you have a, other more annoying for, teammates. I'm going to go listen to the beginning ones. Mm-hmm. Before we my disdain before we get the to doctor. the end, just so that I get some like perspective on where we've and come now, from. And now how I'm like lukewarm about him. Lukewarm. Not, I don't like him. Like he's I don't love prob- him. He's your problematic grandpa. You know, yeah. You, you like, kind of deal with him because, like, you know, he's eighty-eight. He's eighty-eight. He's about to, you know, die off. So it's like, can't change your mind now. Yeah, you know, I love you anyway. You're actually like a good guy. You just were born a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the world has changed a whole lot. And, and you, don't you really did not keep up. <laughs> you, and you know, you don't really leave your house much, so it's not actually affecting a lot of people around you. So um, you try your best. Yeah, no, but I um, I did enjoy him this episode. I also liked his little like moment where he was by himself and he had his whole little monologue of oh, just like wasn't that stunning yeah i was like okay so you are reflecting yeah on everything that's happening so I, yeah so i enjoyed him i also realized because i always thought like doctor who like okay, what's the doctor part of it mm. and then i realized like oh it's, he's the doctor of science so i was like yeah, okay like is he i don't know i don't know he's a doctor of who knows the doctor of disguise i don't know 
Who knows? All we know is that he's not I a mean, human. Yeah, maybe I know. But he's maybe I don't to know. <laughs> and he talks about this is uh, he doesn't do it very often, but he talks about being an being an alien mm-hmm. in his uh, existential crisis mm-hmm. of being alone for the first mm-hmm. time. And it would be the first time if if we go with the supposition mm-hmm. that the doctor and the TARDIS and Susan all came together mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's ever been alone in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole idea that we yeah. don't really know uh-huh. what happens before the pilot. Yeah, that's true. That's and so true. maybe, and he talks about not being able to go back to his home planet. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were like asylees. Maybe, you know, we have no idea. Maybe they're outlaws. Asylees. Oh yeah, galactical outlaws. Yeah. Either, basically either way, they got kicked got, out of their home. They're not allowed, you know, can't go home. Mm-hmm. So he leaves Susan on Earth mm-hmm. with no shoes. Mm-hmm. And, but now he's by himself. So has this major existential crisis, which was really good acting on the part of William Hartnell, mm-hmm. even though we couldn't see yeah, any of it. I could, you could definitely hear the moment of crisis where mm-hmm. he was really just thinking about his <sighs> behavior and just yeah. like, the behavior of these humans yeah. and how little that basically he was like, silly humans, you just want to go back to your time. But you just like, don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. Uh, which really to me was the moment that's like, okay, this is the acknowledgement, like a f- f- official from the horse's mouth himself mm-hmm. confirming. I was going to say, I should try it, but I don't, even, I don't even think that. He's just another species yeah, from a different totally planet, different, species. different galaxy, different time. Who knows? Who knows? But it it really delves into that. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what has he done? Who is he that he's not allowed to go home? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what is what does that mean for the future? Uh, I thought, considering that he was not in this episode, this story at all. Mm-hmm. As the doctor, it was a very transformative episode for him because of that ending scene. Yeah. And maybe now, as you were talking, I was thinking maybe also that now I, th- I think it makes more sense why his TARDIS may not necessarily change like other TARDISes. Because mm-hmm. maybe in the haste of leaving, right? Like mm-hmm. he left this important part or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe somehow that ties into his whole like pre-pilot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get a bigger story, yeah, than mm-hmm. just our everyday stuff, which mm-hmm. is which mm-hmm. is fun. Mm-hmm. And when he was in the episode, he was—I thought he was really interesting. Um, so the guy that he went to go visit. Preslin was actually the dude that in, uh, discovered the concept of germs. germs. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the fact that the doctor spouts the whole. Even in this very episode, mm-hmm. we can't do anything that will change the path. We can't do anything that changes time. Mm-hmm. If we saved her, who knows what would ha- would have mm-hmm. happened? But he sure does tell Preslin real fucking quick that microscopes are about to be invented. Yeah, that's another thing that I was like, all right, so you're having this double standard because, like, what did you do when you picked up your companions? Yeah. You alter time in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're selective of when you alter time. Mm-hmm. 
yeah <laughs> welcome to doctor who yeah that's a big part of going through this is going to be the doctor's relationship with time because you know everybody else is following the doctor they're you know they're called companions mm-hmm. and understanding whether the doctor companions are hostages <laughs> Uh, you know, they are, that's not untrue. At least for this doctor. he Well, Vicky wasn't a hostage. No, she just had no other choice. <laughs> ah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Dodo was a willing hostage, but she definitely just got kidnapped. Definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Steven didn't really have another. I don't know if Steven even knew what he was doing. I don't believe Steven ever knows what he's doing. No, I think he just kind of randomly yeah. was like, this is looks he like probably fun. passed out and fell in. Like, With tripped. his fucking panda. Yeah. <laughs> no, he probably left the panda in the jungle. We've never seen him since. Never seen that poor panda. God. Um, I did appreciate, like you kind of were talking about earlier, that the doctor just starts off the episode being like, all right, so we're here. Now, Steven, can you kindly fuck off? He's like, you're going to stay here and I'm going to go do some cool shit. And Steven's like, can I come with you? And he's like, no. I need some distance right now. <laughs> I need some me time. <laughs> I need you to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> don't move. And don't say anything to anyone. I liked that after his sorrowful breakdown, his morose moment, that Dodo shows up and the doctor's like, what? Who are you? What? What? And then Steven runs on and immediately the doctor is ribbing him in the exact same way he was at the beginning of the episode. But because Steven's been gone, you feel a little bit of fondness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the ribbing now, it's there mm-hmm. was a moment where his he started doing that with Ian as well, mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. went from like I'm gonna butt heads because I'm two alpha males to Ian acquiesced into being Chesterton. like yeah. No. yeah fondly thinking uh, back Chester- yeah, yeah. He, he called him Chatterton <laughs> Chesterton <laughs> and I thought that was just yeah, it was just so perfect Still it was so name. nice to listen to them talk about Ian and Bar Ian and Bar was him so long ago yeah. Literally a lifetime ago, it seems like. Yeah, and so it was really nice to hear him kind of talking about that. Um, And then to go into shitting on Steven, but in a, you know, your uncle shits on you kind of way, not the school bully, which it was getting a little mean girl there for like a hot minute, which I wasn't 100% mad about (laughs) because it was still funny, Mm -hmm. but rude. And now it feels playful. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses, Mm -hmm. especially now that we got Dodo on board. But Mm -hmm. um, I just fucking hate Dodo. Like, did the bird exist back then? No, it already died out. Mm. The word extinct came up. The only, the reason the concept of extinction exists is because of the Dodo bird. It was what proved to like humanity basically that it was, that it was possible to drive something into extinction because there were big ass birds in the mm-hmm. sudden and then like all of a sudden there were no big there ass birds. There are no fucking birds, yeah. 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 Except for ostriches. Yeah, dodos are cool. I've seen apparently a dodo is the name of this woman. <laughs> well, her real name is Dorothea. That's right. Dorothea. Dorothea. Dodo for short. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk, we're not going to rank her, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about her a little bit. Mm-hmm. She'll come up. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of rankings, 
Who do you get the doctor? You know, in the parts that he was there, you know, you know what? I I am gonna give him a good ranking this this week <gasps> because I did enjoy his his monologue. Yeah, I did enjoy his monologue, and it really showed to me that like, hey, this is a person that has actual feelings. Like, yeah. he's he's definitely, um, you know, he's in there. You know, he's yeah, got a yeah, soul. Yeah. Um, I think I want to give him an eight point five. Mm-hmm. Also, because he scared the shit out of me, I thought he was dead, and wow. then it fucked with me too. Because I was like, okay, the so plot then, twist. so then this this like species can die. He's not this mm. like eternal thing, you but, know. But now, maybe but now he is. maybe he is. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe he's always just been that old. Yeah, it's one of those things that I've been reading a lot is about the difficulty in this being the recreation. So we watched the loose cannon. And this one ha- is one of a handful that has even is even renowned for not having very many images, as we saw. There's not a whole lot here. And the fact that Hartnell plays more than one character, and more than one like major character, is a detriment to, especially because of the shiftiness of the play between the two, mm-hmm. to not have the episode and to not have characters reacting to the Abbott versus the Doctor versus how that acting is happening and just having those images make it difficult, even more difficult for us. Who mm-hmm. knows if it was actually that? Did the audience know the Doctor wasn't dead, but is supposed to be like, aha. Steven doesn't know the doctor isn't dead mm-hmm. or is it supposed to fool you that hard? We don't yeah, have we any way yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of like in the reconstruction it, for it being a reconstruction. If that got lost in the original, I think that would be kind of a shame because I think that's a much better way of playing that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I only gave him an eight. Because he just was, you know, the doctor himself wasn't there for mm-hmm. most of it. Mm-hmm. And the scene at the end is so good that that's really where that eight comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, only there for essentially one episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but maybe, you know, William Hartnell will get different scores in different areas. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Maybe the Abbott's a bad guy. <laughs> we shall see. But only after we talk about your best mate, Steven. Yeah. Um, what to say about Steven that I haven't already said? Was there anything you liked about him? Did you do any good things? I mean, I think the challenging of the morality of the doctor yeah. in the... Like, you really did leave her. Like, you knew she was going to yeah. die and you still did it. Which is a very important question to me because it almost seems like the doctor's true intent when he says not to alter history is by not altering significant events. Mm. But in this case, all the significant event happened. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't stop the massacre. Mm-hmm. So I don't... So the death of Anne, like saving Anne from a sure death. Yeah. From what we saw, she didn't play a major role in the massacre. So like it wouldn't have changed anything. Right. So then to me, that also brings up like, okay, so then 
what is your moral compass yeah. then? Oh, yeah. That was why I dropped two scores off the two points off the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's like that was like and murder. Yeah. Like you you were an accomplice. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You assisted. Not that like taking her onto the TARDIS, depending on how you view it, like taking her onto the TARDIS, as we saw in the Daleks master plan, might also mean certain death. But leaving her there definitely meant certain death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or did it? I mean, the massacre did he get lucky? we could only... <laughs> but Dodo has the same last name, so maybe she's a descendant. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss. I was like, what is... I was like, what is the... Because uh... I, I fell asleep yeah. during that yeah, part. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I missed something key It's here. Anne Chaplet and Dodo Chaplet. Mm, okay, so then there's the... And then Stephen's like, oh my God, are you French? And Dodo's like, no, I'm not. How dare you? In her very thick Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. But my granddad is... Yeah, besides that moment for me, Steven was yeah. just regular ass uh, Steven. He was definitely like plot with legs and arms and a face. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. just the plot carrier. He was fucking up enough to keep the story moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, even things like when Anne first ran through and everybody was like, huh. And Stephen was like, what do you mean? Why don't you want to know why she was afraid? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we go ch- follow her and find it? No. D- we- no. Mm-hmm. Just drink your beer. No. Like, st- it's- I would understand it if you're, like, in your own town, you're ca- you're in your own space, but you don't know what the fuck's going you on, don't dude. Know. Don't get involved. You are a visitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the... Uh- 16th century locked up abroad. <laughs> yeah, like, synopsis. like not mind synopsis, your business. Like mind your intro. business. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. You've acknowledged it already that you don't know what's going on. That's why you're sitting by yourself in the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The doctor's gone. Mm-hmm. Don't get involved. Don't get involved because look what happened because you got involved. Yep. You and almost now she's died dead. several times. She's probably dead. Like, ugh. but he wasn't the worst. No, yeah, I didn't hate him as much. He's never awful. No, he's just he's just ignorant sometimes. You know, a bit like boiled chicken. Oh, it was vanilla, you know. Yeah, I like vanilla, but he's yeah, vanilla. boiled chicken. He's just you know, no. unsalted, unsalted, definitely yeah. unsalted. Just mm-hmm. a little more generic than. Because he could be, he could have some, he could have a character trait other than ignorant. And just. Because. Not take context clues well. Yeah, because even in the Daleks master plan, part of his whole character trope through all of that was that he knew less than everybody else. And in yeah. this one, he knows less than everybody else. Like he doesn't ever get to know anything mm-hmm. which is crazy considering he's from the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the last time he wasn't from enough of the future this time this is such a obscure historical moment that he has no clue what's going on and besides from his future who know? now at some point in this episode he does confirm that he's protestant mm-hmm. which says a lot i think about 1960s england that they mm-hmm. decided that they needed to do that um but you know, other than that, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-mm. And who knows what he would have known about this time. Yeah, I don't know. 
Because what do you, you know, because you know nothing about this time. Why would he know anything I mean, about even this a time? Google search was confusing as hell. Right. There so many goddamn massacres. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't a lot of do bloodshed. It, yeah. If you can't do it with the internet in the past 400 years, it's not like massacres are just going to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. This is not a plug for massacres. You know. Yeah. So, anything else about Steven? No. No, not really. Yeah, one of my notes says, dude, Stephen is dumb. Stop flaunting your ignorance everywhere. <laughs> he did use it as a defense that one time. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's it. Yeah. Here's a question that I did since we're doctor and Stevening it out. Mm-hmm. At... During Stephen's lambasting of the doctor, Mm -hmm. which honestly points to Stephen because this is the only companion that's truly done. Barbara almost did Mm -hmm. at points. She was like, yo, you rude as fuck. Mm -hmm. Stephen's like, you're inhumane. Mm -hmm. He asserts that the doctor is responsible for Anne's murder. Yes or no? I mean, he's not responsible in the traditional sense of, like, he physically killed her, mm-hmm. you know, pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. He was definitely not a factor in avoiding her death, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, more so, the action that he took gave her almost a 90% chance of dying. Yeah. 95% chance of dying, mm-hmm. you know? So... He's not the one that pulled the trigger, but it doesn't make him any less shitty. Kind of like an accessory. Exactly. You're an accessory. Especially because he knew what was coming. Yeah. And he is more, to me, he's more of an accessory because he cherry picks when he wants to get involved. Yeah. So why not get involved now? Yeah. What's wrong with her? Right, exactly yeah. exactly like it's was it because you you had one girl from the far past that you couldn't like you were annoyed that you had to explain everything to like well in terms of the production and writer's room yes it's actually because yeah. they were considering having Anne join mm. but that issue of not only would have we have to, to explain, explain future shit yeah. but we'd have to explain modern shit yeah yeah and it was a lot more work for a 20-minute mm-hmm. So they show. brought her up to the 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it doesn't color him in a good light, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did definitely see the, the hypocrisy and the fact that uh, Stephen calls the doctor out for this inhumanity, leaving somebody to die. But the reason he runs back to the TARDIS is because some kid gets hit by a car. And he's like, oh, fuck, the cops are coming. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Doesn't do anything for the kid that got hit by a car. You know, which revokes some of the points he might have gained from chastising the doctor. I mean, for Stephen, though, and thinking about it, it, like he had no duty to the kid, you know, to, to 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 go up to him. Just like the doctor had no duty to Anne. Sure. But I think the difference in their behavior and mm. why I won't necessarily equate them on the same level with mm-hmm. like shittiness, because they're both shitty, but yeah. like not the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. The, they don't come the same. 
is because he you corporate know, versus scientist. You know, both yeah. shitty, both just different shitty, ways. just different levels of shitty. And for for Stephen, you know, it's not he didn't like hit the kid, right? He didn't he didn't like not move out of the way so the car would yeah. get him. You know, he didn't cut the brakes. Sure, you know, like he didn't. <laughs> you know, he just didn't help, which. Sure. You know, speaking legally is not really, you know, you, you, you don't have to help, you know. Sure. In fact, you can get in trouble for helping and leaving the person you're helped in a worse position. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it so discourages helping. The, so moral of the story, don't help. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then you have like Kitty Genevieve cases where it's like, you should help because of the bystander effect. But, mm. you know, whatever. Society is contradictory. But. Uh, <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> right. Hey. Um. But so that would be the the one saving grace that I would say, like but I would technicality argue, for. But Stephen. I would argue the kind of the same for the doctor, where he was in no moral oblig no obligation to keep to have her on his TARDIS. They were in the apothecary shop. She had mm -hmm. not been exposed to future anything yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not like he had broken her worldview yet. No. And he gave her the safest option, and mm -hmm. technically the options that he did give her probably did save her life, mm -hmm. because the massacre is happening out in the streets of Paris. No one's paying attention to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She is absolutely, even at the end of the episode, and when people are like, what about the servant girl? And people are like, bitch, forget the servant girl. We got, we got like real people to deal with. Who's she going to tell? It doesn't matter because mm -hmm. the thing she was going to tell has already happened. Yeah. Like, we're past the servant girl. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she was technically safe yeah and through meeting dodo it does imply i th the the i think the point of it is to imply that she that survived she survived yeah yeah so i think you're looking at kind of a similar in the it, it the one was a little bit more deliberate act for, i mean both were deliberate acts yeah but one was more like we've interacted with this person. But like, the doctor hadn't really. He that's... he was callous towards Stephen for just being like, no, I don't care how you feel. But hey, you person that technically I just met, this is what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. This is how you're gonna stay safe. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but and he goes, no, just listen to me. I promise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do this, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they're on the same. They're, Meanwhile, they're there's a boy terrible. in the street that's been hit by a car, and Stephen's like, "Fuck the cops, <laughs> doctor, doctor, let's shut the door!" Oh my god, oh my god! In such a frenzy that the doctor shuts the door, forgetting he's talking to another person. Oh god, he's never been on. That's how much Stephen comes into a frenzy over this kid being hit by a car because the cops are coming. Mm -hmm. So, what do you give him? What do you give Stephen? Stephen. His little morality spiel at the end was a little bit more of his saving grace for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him a 6.5. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gave him a 7.5. That feels mm -hmm. about right. He drove the plot, but also, like, you know, it's fucking yeah. Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he just isn't, he, he's never really exciting, but mm -hmm. the coming for the doctor definitely rose him a lot in my esteem because mm -hmm. he may be boring but apparently he has standards mm -hmm. and 
morals and a line and there is a line that you cannot cross he has a boundary he has blurry blurred line boundaries but he's got them yeah (laughs) and if he says he's going to storm off the tardis he's going to storm off the tardis tardis he's going to storm off the tardis (gasps) he's going to storm off the fucking tardis (sighs) so that's that's it for the tardis gang because i don't think we can rank dodo no, there's Anne not and, enough. Yeah, Anne and Dodo are two different characters, mm-hmm. and we literally, all we have for Dodo is... The last name. Hi, I'm an orphan. I live with my aunt. I don't really like my aunt, but so I can just... I'm totally fine with being in the TARDIS, and mm-hmm. I don't question anything that I see, even though I'm from the 1960s. It's a little bit sus, but mm-hmm. like, whatever. Plot. Maybe she's also some extraterrestrial. Maybe. We don't know. Not extraterrestrial. Some other species. I mean, you know, not from this planet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to jump to our baddie. Who is the baddie, Jen? Well, homegirl that fucking ordered the shit. Catherine de fucking Medici. When I was reading a little bit about just the why, mm-hmm. she's a petty bitch. Oh, man. Hist- just a petty ass bitch. Like, historically, a petty bitch. This woman was fucking nuts. I love she her. She was like, gave no fucks. No fucks. <clears throat> I will kill you. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Dead. In terms of other historical fantasies, mm-hmm. right? You know the show Rain? Mm-mm. Oh, I've seen it on, ne- uh, the, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, it's on but Netflix. I, I have never watched it. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want to watch if you want to learn anything. Right. They basically wear like high fashion clothes mm-hmm. for t- for the time it was filmed and gotcha. not historically accurate. So if you want to see like some really badass dresses, <laughs> like in high drama, it's definitely a good show. Mm-hmm. Don't you would probably like it because you don't fucking know anything about the time period. The Romans. So you don't know it's. No, it's the French court. It's oh. this time period. Oh, okay. The main two characters at the beginning when it opens is her son and Mary, Queen of Scots, oh, is this who Bloody marries Mary? him. No, that's not Bloody Mary. She it's does different. get beheaded, though, mm-hmm. at the end of her life, obviously. Yeah. In the middle. <laughs> at the end of her life, yeah. she gets beheaded. So Elizabeth, so historical context real quick. Mm-hmm. The Protestant and the Catholic Church basically have split Church of England, Catholic Church. Um, and Henry VIII dies. He's the guy that does it so that he can Kills get divorced his... from Catherine, yeah. right? His mm-hmm. first wife. So mm-hmm. he can have Anne Boleyn and everybody else. That's the start of the fracture. Mm-hmm. Then he dies. His son becomes the king. His son dies pretty fucking early. Then you have Bloody Mary. She kills a whole fucking bunch of Protestants mm-hmm. who are Church of England. Mm-hmm. Um, then she dies probably from like ovarian <clears throat> cancer. Like pretty brutal. Um, she can never have kids. Like she's, that's a really sad story. No yeah. karma. Yeah. Yeah. But she, hers is a fully sad story from the time she was a child. Like trauma begets trauma. Yeah. She yeah. sewed a lot of trauma. And she inflicted a lot of it. Right, yeah. The cycle. Um, yeah, it's very a good example of how the cycle of violence. horrific <laughs> generational trauma can be. Yeah. Then her sister, by Anne Boleyn, so her half-sister. Mm, the Boleyn girls. Mm-hmm. So Anne Boleyn is the one that gets murdered for witchcraft and mm-hmm. incest. Mm-hmm. But Elizabeth was her daughter by Henry. And Elizabeth is like, 
Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So she's the Queen of England while all this is happening. Mm. And she is very fucking Church of England. Mm. Very Protestant. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is during this time, whether you're Protestant or Catholic, is sometimes not even down to what your actual faith is, but what you decide to do politically. Mm. So what you do privately in your so own it's home. like these like modern day today. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of it that is the co-mingling of religion and politics Mm -hmm. where you could be Protestant at home, but to come out and say you're a Huguenot is kind of a political statement Mm -hmm. because you're saying you're against the queen mother Mm -hmm. who is Catherine de' Medici. Mm -hmm. Her son, who is the king, is the guy that's the main character in Reign. Gotcha. Um, And... The scene where he throws his little temper tantrum when the guy gets almost assassinated is an actual historical event. Mm. Um, She really had this much of a heavy hand in everything. But the de' Medici family is one of the most prosperous, richest Italian families to ever be from Italy. You find them through all of the Renaissance. They are a very impactful family. They commissioned a lot of the famous artists that you know. They were the money behind most of the, a whole bunch of the popes. Mm. Uh, Very influential Italian family. Hmm. And she was crazy. And I was. She's who Barbara aspired to be. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Barbara off the leash is Catherine de' Medici. 100%. Just murder. Fine, kill him. Yeah. You know, she was fine with the massacre. Yeah. Or if she, yeah, she was not squeamish. Do it. Do it. Fine. See if I care. Yeah. Fuck it. Kill them all. Do it. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they did. For days. Yeah. Yeah. For days. Mm -hmm. So what do you give her? I mean, she's a, she's a, she's a great baddie. Great baddie. She's a great baddie. Dare I say she's going to get a 10. I gave her a 10. Because the thing is, and this is so interesting just about female i want to call her a serial killer because yeah she uh-huh. she she killed more than mass murderer mass yeah. murderer mass for murderer. sure yeah she like the psyche of which is also a little like patriarchal a little sure. sexist right yeah. is like ugh, a woman would never yeah but like bitch catch me outside on one of those days where like <laughs> it's i've just had enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah I could definitely see how someone could be a murderous individual. <laughs> Especially when the people that you are condemning to mass death. You don't give a shit about. You literally can't give two shits about because mm-hmm. you think that they're upsetting the the balance the, the of social balance. Yeah. Like, yeah, the balance of earth. Mm-hmm. You know, the the implications of the Protestant Catholic dichotomy at this time is something that I think is hard for us to even truly conceptualize because at least for me, like it's not, none of that is something that's serious in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I can't even begin to relate on how terrified or inhuman another group of people, because like, I don't see that. I don't see anybody being like that. I mean, it also it is it also depends on just how toxic the church is too. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking back, like when I was growing up, I was a Pentecostal Christian, like a sure. very devout Pentecostal Christian. Yeah. But throughout the teachings, the church's teachings, it was never 
preached to us mm-hmm. to like hate anyone that wasn't Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. This was just a way that we praise God. And yeah. it was a very unique way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Jesus, very unique. Um, but I, I feel like what was going on at this time feels a lot more like, um, the cults, the cultish culture of, of what we have now mm-hmm. present day. And even, you know, a little bit before then, but just that mentality of like, this is who we are indoctrinated into yeah. being like, we are the chosen people and this mm-hmm. is what it is and fuck everyone else, you know? And that's really really what this time period was it was it's one of my favorite part i'm uh where i get really stuck into english history is the tudors Mm. and specifically how henry decided to break from the church and why and the and all of that because i think that that portion of christian history is really fascinating Mm -hmm. because protestantism is just like it's so ubiquitous now, you know, and back then it was crazy. You were a fucking heretic. Mm -hmm. You know, you might as well be a pagan Mm -hmm. that you were not a Christian. Mm -hmm. And the difference in the two levels of the two mm, sects of Christianity to me as someone where I'm not, I don't subscribe really to any faith. Mm -hmm. Like I think that the way it's practiced, I think the way that they focus on different aspects of the same thing is really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And so to watch how that progressed was interesting. And, but most of my historical knowledge is in Protestant countries. It's in England. It's in the church of England. Mm -hmm. And so, or it's from a very like Vatican point of view. Mm -hmm. And so to see something where it's told from a purely Catholic out in France, it doesn't have to do with the Pope. It doesn't have to do with Henry. It has to do with the borders of these two infights happening over time and spreading out and people being affected that had nothing to do with either conflict initially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how much these things can like tidal wave mm-hmm. social issues mm-hmm. and how deadly that can be just like any kind of natural disaster. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing it in our society mm-hmm. today. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's definitely one of those things that, you know, if if you pay attention, it's history repeating itself. It's Absolutely. just we're not Protestants and Catholics in modern day, at least in right. 2022 America, mm-hmm. but we are Republicans and Democrats, you know? Well, and it's interesting because one of the books that I was reading was talking about the fact that Audiences would have been watching, and this is right when the the civil rights movement in terms of media coverage was really coming to a boil. Mm -hmm. And so the British, who are not necessarily having the discussion that Americans are having at this time, Mm -hmm. are watching all of this happening and seeing, they would have been able to see the comparison Mm -hmm. over... Are we really having this kind of deadly fallout over over a mutually agreed upon thing? Yeah, dumb shit. Shit that does not fucking matter, that does not warrant death. To us reasonable people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they would have been able to see the unreasonableness in Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Catherine, yeah, she's a good baddie. She's a good one. Leave it 
to a woman to just Mm -hmm. knock it out of the park, be it a real good thing or a real Mm -hmm. bad thing. (laughs) And I think they tend to be more, we tend to give them more oomph when we see a good, bad woman, especially in a historical fiction, Mm -hmm. because women did not get this kind of power easily or Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. So when we see one that gets this kind of power and she's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. No wonder she's like, fuck you. Like imagine everything she's had to go through to get to to survive to this point. I won't say get to this point, but survive to this point. Um, I would love to see like an HBO miniseries on Catherine de Medici. Mm -hmm. It would Mm -hmm. be good. Yeah. I would love for her to still be a bad guy. Oh, for sure. Here, she still needs for to be sure. the villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. let me have like ha- let me have like a maleficent story of Catherine de Medici. Like a like an origin story. We're still like, gonna kill everybody. But like, why'd you get to be like this? But yeah, how'd you get here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I give her a ten too. She's scary as fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck with her. No. She doesn't give a fuck about you. So we've kind of been talking about the story. So yeah, the story's kind of the major character in this whole thing. When these episodes were released, it should be noted that unlike something like the French Revolution, people watching it at the time would know the French Revolution. People watching this at the time, maybe some people would be like, oh, maybe I know what they're talking about. But this is not a, it's not like this is covered in 12th grade history class, even then. It's, it's kind of an obscure piece of history. More people probably know about it because of this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um so how did you how did you feel about this one? So overall, I mean, the fact that I fell asleep, like I, the conversation that we're having today was more exciting than the actual yeah. episode. Yeah. Like had I, I mean, I think even if I had this context behind what happened, it would have still been hard for me to follow because it was a lost episode. Yeah. Um, and voice acting is a talent it is you know like really like coming across and being able to like have your voice Mm -hmm. set the tone for things in such a way that like like I could even though I wasn't seeing the doctor have this moment like I could I I knew what his face looked like when Mm -hmm. he was saying this Mm -hmm. you know um and this one didn't you know I I For me, it was just like another historical with people in robes. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, a fancy clothing. It wasn't yeah. anything It's super interesting about it. There's nothing that I could really take away from it except for just further confirmation yeah. that the doctor is the doctor of science that is from mm-hmm. a different planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I think this was definitely a filler episode and you could really see where yeah. it was like, we're just going to come in here and just like insert this yeah <laughs> and just yeah. Hmm, just like finish it off you know? yeah there's no real character development Mm-mm. for anybody Mm-mm. it's really just and like dodo even seems kind of shoved in at the end oh yeah it was very much shoved down your yeah. throat like even the fact that you know her nickname is dodo it was like okay yeah she literally stands there and is like i'm not bothered by all of this i have an aunt she doesn't really like me i'm an orphan da 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 this is not kidnapping i am not being kidnapped i'm really excited about this i have absolutely no interest in being this i have absolutely no existential crisis about being on this thing how what do you mean do i need to have a paradigm shift of course i don't because this is absolutely normal like it was just 
it very... was just very much like mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 check 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 yeah got check. it got it got it we miss vicky okay, cool. let's We're get going. her on yeah 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 i i don't dislike this because it feels like a modern docudrama that i didn't hate you know i liked it i would love to see this i would love to see this like revived this is kind of one of those episodes that's supposed to be apparently very good. Mm. But I think you have to also be able to buy into the historical. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you know, obviously it's not because this is it's French Revolution was very plug and play. A lot of ours, a lot of our historicals have been very pl- pl- plug and play. Uh, and as far as this one goes, you know, Stephen and the doctor didn't really make too much of a difference. Mm but it still didn't feel plug and play. It felt um, like I'm witnessing everything happening around me. They were just involved enough. They affected, Stephen affected just enough of the plot that it didn't feel like he was uh, useless to the plot. mm -hmm. Like he definitely drove the plot, even though he was kind of useless. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad setup in my opinion, but after everything we've seen, Dalek's master plan and even the myth makers as a historical, we generally have more excitement. Mm-hmm. And this was very talky talky mm-hmm. with the massacre happening at the very end. That was your action. Mm-hmm. And generally we get like a little bit more action. We get a little bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. And I imagine this is more exciting if you actually can see what was going what's on. happening. Mm-hmm. I, I would be interested to see if this ever got an animation. Yeah, I was going to say this episode, uh, one thing that, as you're saying, this stood out to me was like, there was a lot more, um, like just empty audio mm-hmm. and a lot more reading that we had to do throughout this one. Mm-hmm. So that to me indicates that there was a lot mm-hmm. that was being told with the actors Body through the movements, mm-hmm. not necessarily all captured in the dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's why I would love to see the original, I mean, obviously I would love to see the original footage. But it's that whole thing that I don't even know if an animation would do it justice. It can't do it justice because if they don't know what it was happening, it's not truly a recreation. It's a guesstimation. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure an animation would still be interesting to watch. And if it ever comes out, like obviously we'll do a special on it. But it can't be the true thing because who knows what the true thing really was. Mm -hmm. And unless it gets found... It's been junked, yeah. but I would love to see a, anything on this in the future because it was good enough. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be my favorite, but it's definitely up there with the historicals. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you give it? I realize I tend not to really like historicals too much. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would agree. And the worst part is it's not because I dislike history. I actually really enjoy learning mm-hmm. about history. I think what's distracting for me is that it's, a lot. So in the past couple ones, it's it's been eras that I'm not too familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I don't have enough of my personal knowledge to have me engaged enough mm-hmm. to follow it. And what was it, and with some of the ones that are more the live action scenes that you know the original footage, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier because of the body, you yeah. know, the body acting that's going on. So it's you know it, that it can be more engaging in that sense. But for me, I really struggle with the fact that this was a historical, it was a last episode, and a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the 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 
essence of the episodes was lost with only the voice acting. Yeah. You know, only the voice, uh, the audio. So this wasn't one of my favorites. I mean, now discussing it, like I really want to learn more about Catherine. I really want to like explore more about this time period. Mm -hmm. Right. But this, this is what I got after our discussion. Not because it was something that I received from the episode. And it's my interest on based on things that like don't have anything to do with this massacre. Mm-hmm. Cat, my, and even anything then, I know though, about Catherine is from other shit. Yeah. And even then, I think it's, it speaks volumes to either one, my lack of research skills, which I don't think that's the case. Mm. But the fact that there were just so many massacres that yeah. might, from what I, because I def- definitely slept through like most of the third, half of the fourth. So I probably missed some key names and details mm. that would have helped me narrow down the search. But at least in, in what I was conscious for. Mm-hmm. The names that I was matching with, like, the massacre just did not gel well enough for me even to get a grasp on the internet to be like, oh, this is where we're at, you know? Like, granted, I could have watched it again, but I wasn't going to put myself through that one more time, you know? So, um... So that to me speaks a lot of volume and is going to really have an impact on my score and whether or not I think it's neat. Yeah. Uh, so what do you give it? Probably a f- 4.5. Wow. wow. That's far lower than I was anticipating. It just didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. I think the, the most standout moments for me, the most standout moment period for me was the doctor's monologue. Yeah, I think... I think it's a poor choice in terms of time period mm-hmm. because Catherine is by far the most interesting person historically in this and everybody else is kind of dull. Nobody else was I like, ooh, tell me more about De Coligny? De Coligny? I don't do French. I'm sorry. I apologize. Decanter. It's, I don't it's, know. It's not. <laughs> De Coligny. Um you know, nobody else made me go, ooh, I want to Google this. Mm-hmm. Catherine, abso-fucking-lutely. Mm-hmm. I've got a yeah. whole bunch of tabs open for Catherine de Medici. But nobody else made me, like, super interested. And I've said before, I'm a big history nerd. I've never been able to get into French history. French history for me has always been a – there's always been a roadblock there. It's not my favorite time period. It's not my favorite culture to, like, super study – Catherine's interesting. The doctor's monologue is interesting. I'm always going to be kind of a sucker for exploring early Protestant Catholic relationships. Mm-hmm. But this does nothing to actually explore Protestant Catholic relationships. Mm-hmm. It's we hate you. We hate we you. We just know that it's bad. <laughs> We're not willing to discuss that. Yeah. You're the devil. You're the devil. Let's mm-hmm. kill each other mm-hmm. in a major way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think the woodcuts were interesting in terms of a uh, visual component that still remained. And so I'll probably score it higher because I do like a good historical. And I think this one has a good grounding, mm-hmm. but is still not like, eh. Mm-hmm. So I gave it 6.5. Okay. Yeah. But none of that really matters. It's all pretty useless because the only thing that truly matters in life, the universe and everything is, uh, was it neat or not? 
Yeah, if there's any indication from my previous answer, definitely not neat. Yeah, not neat. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame because now after the fact, they could have they could have really set the scene by just really going into how villainous mm-hmm. Catherine was. Mm-hmm. Like we got the essence of of just how evil she was. Mm-hmm. But in the discussions that we have is when I am now learning how callous yeah. she was and just how much she just, her, her disregard for Catholic lives. Protestant Sorry, lives. Protestant lives. She, Cause she was all about the Catholic yeah. lives. Catholic lives. Pope were the first and matter. forever. All yeah. the time. It's all about the Pope. All about the Pope. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it like j- just seeing her like execute the order. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't enough. You know, yeah. it, it was it it didn't cap it didn't do her justice in the yeah. sense of like really capturing. I think if they had introduced her as, I we, I think we only really started seeing her towards the very end. Mm-hmm. And if she had been a more present component of the story earlier on, mm-hmm. I think it could have been neat even in our reconstruction phase like maybe even showing a scene from the wedding because from what from what i gathered from this timeline on this episode if it's accurate was that the massacre and the wedding happened within a few days of each other yeah her son got married Mm -hmm. and then the massacre happened because there was no her daughter got married because the the dutch the danish prince was in town Mm -hmm. so then that so then for me it was like even just having a, a scene at the wedding mm-hmm. and just like being able to just visually see the disdain mm-hmm. in the two. And even in the, because um, we didn't even get, a, a, at least from the stills, like mm-hmm. I didn't, we didn't get any sense that this was even a part of the scene, right? Mm-hmm. It was just very much just like, we're just, yeah, this is who she is. You yeah. should know who she is. But yeah. Def, I think that it, the BBC was definitely catering to a the British you, European. You should know who this is. Yes. Aspect. Context clues. Yeah. You learn about You may this. not know the event, but bitch, you know like, who Catherine de' Medici Like is. in Texas, you know who fucking Davy Crockett is. Yeah. You know? Maybe you don't know all the ins and outs of the Alamo. But you know about his you know, fucking hat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know about the goddamn hat. I you don't know have about to Bowie. The hat. You know about the goddamn knife. Yeah. You know? So it's, 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 I think, you know, being someone who is not knowledgeable yeah. about, you know, the French revolution is not knowledgeable about French history, just even having a scene to mm-hmm. show like how explosive yeah. the relationship between Catholics and Protestants was. And, and that's fine. It just doesn't translate well. It doesn't translate to modern well day, now. Yeah. Especially now what hella years later yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily encountering anybody on the street i would not anticipate somebody knowing the history of the protestant catholic relationship mm-hmm. in general um i would be i would anticipate more that maybe catholics do mm-hmm. but not protestants well, maybe more Protestants because they were the one. They were the ones that were being. Yeah, but they're so dispersed now. 
Mm. People don't identify as Protestants. They identify as Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. Dif- different. And okay. so they would see the like plight of the Methodist, plight of the Baptist, but mm, they're not necessarily the founding. Their cultural memory doesn't extend mm. to the Protestant versus gotcha. Catholic, whereas the Catholics have never dispersed from the Catholics. So they know. So their last moments of trials and tribulations are the Protestants versus Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's more of a cultural memory there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And in England, you only have the Church of England, really. So that's the Anglicans versus the Catholics. So they mm-hmm. similarly have only that one cultural memory mm-hmm. from Henry VIII. Yeah. And the fact that he turned the whole country Church of England and yeah. what that outfall was. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. This is th- These earlier episodes are definitely catered only to a British audience. Yeah, you can see that it's really insular. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm excited to see how the newer episodes are because now they know it's a more worldly thing and it's more of a culture. There's so many times where I go, surely there's some way we can do this and watch the new stuff because <laughs> the new stuff is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a real value in doing it the way that we're doing because mm-hmm. the, going into the new stuff, I'd have to explain a so lot of much. this stuff. Yeah. And I think it, it even makes it better because mm-hmm. I'm along for the ride. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's like, it's like the rider die that is yeah. like with you when you're broke and yeah. then like is still with you when you're w- really wealthy. Yeah. This is what it is to me. Yeah. Like I yeah, started yeah, yeah. when you were, I didn't really fancy you. Yeah. Now you're trying to grow on me a little bit. Yeah. You know? Just a little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. It's at least, and I think it's why we've really taken into talking about the history and the context with it all is because I think we're really starting to see how the world around it, how it's a it's reflection of it. like what's happening. Mm-hmm. And especially as we move through the seventies, I think it's going to be really fascinating, mm-hmm. but as it is, we're both ranking this one a not neat, not neat. It's yeah. not neat at all. Mm-mm. I would hazard, I would bet in this our year of 2022, January mm-hmm. 2022, mm-hmm. as we record for our happy birthday episode, mm-hmm. if this story is ever reconstructed or ever rediscovered, I would love to watch it again. I would bet it's a neat. Mm-hmm. I bet it's so good, but I mean, unless the animation was like Galaxy Four's like boxy ass little people. Even with know. that, I think I would still think it's neat just to be able to see the motion, get some of the acting. I mean, with with how boxy they were, I don't think you would still get any of the. I motions mean, maybe because it'd just be maybe. very robotic. You know? Yeah, maybe it had to be a good animation. It would have to be a good animation. It had it, it would have to be the quality with the technology that we have available to, today. I would look forward to yeah. an animation. I would also definitely look forward to the real thing. Either one I think I would like a lot. And I look forward to it. So hopefully that will happen at some point. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, But for this week, we are done with Massacre. Sayonara. Toodles. Um, Next, in two weeks, we are going to have Dodo's first real episode. Are you excited for Dodo? We'll see. I hate her. I hate her nickname. It's a rough nickname. It's 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 rough, um, especially because of the way that Doctor Who has treated women thus far. I'm like not too happy about the fact that they named this woman Do- a majestic yeah. bird, but yeah. also just well, like in Dodo, in a popular novel of the time, was a nickname for a character named, named Dorothea. Dorothea, and the novel actually dealt with the repercussions of saving minor people in time travel. 
Mm, so it's a it's a big so it might to like actually a... be an homage mm. yeah so that might be where we're getting this name from there's no a concrete little, proof it's but... a little uh hat tap right hat, that, tip of the hat you it know? could be a bow it, it could be so we're gonna get dodo's full first story so we'll have the doctor Stephen, and dodo for a story called the ark so like noah <laughs> You'll have to wait and find out. Because, you know, my Bible, my Bible Why days. Why not? Noah's Ark was one of the stories that, you know. Definitely. I feel like that's one of the stories that, like, everybody kind of has. is forced to learn through cultural assimilation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on that light note, bye, guys. Deuces. Hey, y'all. It's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.